0: Hello and welcome. My name is Juanita Headley. I am a New York attorney and the founder and CEO of Changing Cases. You are listening to a set of podcasts, a series dealing with the issues of human trafficking, child abuse, and of course, knowing how to respond to the question over the following weeks. Amongst, I'm going to take a look at some hard-hitting topics with a view to educate, empower, and inspire you to change the way you think, act, and respond to better safeguard the children in your world. Stay tuned until the end of the show, where I'll be sharing with you not only how you can get a copy of my new book, but I'll also inform you of some upcoming live Zoom trainings and how you can contact me to have your questions featured in a future episode of the show. You got my trust, and together we can be stronger. So we can talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about, it, yeah. talk about it. Yeah, so we can talk about it. Talk about it, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk with St. Vincent Counsellor Joanne Haines, who is an advocate for seeing the exploitation of women and girls coming to an end, an end to modern-day slavery and abuse. She'll be sharing her expertise and knowledge today with the listening viewers. Joanne, thank you so much for being here. It is truly an honor and a privilege and definitely divine appointment the way in which we met. I'm sure that our viewers are really excited to hear. Joanne, what would you have to share with us today?
1: Today I want to share some impact of child sexual abuse on the adolescent biopsychosocial development. Thank you so much, Juanita, for having me. The pleasure is all mine. Adolescents who have been sexually abused experience several impact biologically, psychologically, and socially. And uh, on the biological impact, some of the things that adolescents endure are Sexual uh, child, child, uh, teenage pregnancy, contracting STDs, uh, um, unexplained pains, and uh, somatic, somatic conditions that are just not can be explained by by doctors. They also experience psychological or emotional or mental issues. And these mental issues include depression and anxiety, fear, shame, self-blame, post-traumatic stress disorder. These are just a few. And the social issues include isolation, not being able to maintain, to make and to maintain, establish and to maintain um, proper relationships, whether it is... uh, romantic relationships or platonic relationships. There, there are issues oftentimes with adolescent building and maintaining relationships as a result of being sexually abused. Also, I want to really focus in mostly on the psychological impact. Though All of the impacts are important and that's why I say the biopsychosocial development of the adolescent is impacted tremendously by sexual abuse. And the research out there has shown that these are some of the things that plague adolescents and sexual abuse, child sexual abuse, it is a worldwide phenomenon. It is not something that is limited or unique to any particular country or culture it 's worldwide it transcends beyond ethnicity religion culture socio economic status and it is in any kind of family structure or family household uh it doesn't matter um where a person lives or with whom a person lives. And you find really that the psychological impact of sexual abuse really impacts the adolescent in other ways. For example, I know of an adolescent who has been sexually abused and who ended up becoming pregnant at the age of 12 years old so by the time she's 13 years old she is a mother and because of that relationship because of of that experience she is fearful she has anxiety issues she doesn't know how to relate really to others especially men even though she has a child and uh, you find that the shame that goes along with it Because of the taboo nature of sexual abuse, of child sexual abuse, the taboo nature and the fact that nobody really talks about about it where she's from. And therefore, she feels afraid that the same thing is going to happen to her daughter. And so she tries her very best to protect her daughter from possible victimization or possible abuse and that fear and that anxiety creates for her insomnia because she is not able to sleep at night she fears well falling asleep means that i will not be watching over my child because who knows what perpetrator or who perpetrator would come and do the same thing to her daughter as was done to her And this kind of fear and anxiety also spills over in her having physical challenges. For example, consistent migraine headaches and not being able to concentrate because of all, you know, the pains that she has been experiencing. And one of the things that the Bible tells us is that fear is a spirit and fear has torment. And so what I realize is happening with this young lady, and I'm sure that there are many other persons like her, not just the young people, but even adults who would have been abused sexually and re-victimized over and over, even in their adult relationships, would experience some measure of fear and some measure of anxiety. And so they are tormented. They are tormented in their minds. They are tormented because of the emotions that they are experiencing. They feel trapped sometimes. They feel so ashamed. And most of them, they keep secrets. You know, it is a secret what has happened to them. And I think, my opinion is that this can also be so because of the stigma that is related to child sexual abuse. I mentioned a little earlier that there it is a taboo. There is a taboo nature to it, and so it's not something that is that is really freely talked about. And if it is really freely talked about, and when disclosed, oftentimes the abused or the victim is not believed readily by the ones who she or he. Um, discloses the abuse too because I said she or he because boys too are molested boys too experience sexual abuse and victimization and, and exploitation and trafficking and so I am really on board with the whole notion of breaking the silence where sexual abuse is concerned because I think the secret of it The secret of it really continues to empower the perpetrators. It really continues to give the perpetrators that edge or you know that that power over the victims and uh, they continue because they realize that it's not being it's not it's not being talked about and if it's being talked about when it's disclosed oftentimes it's the the victims are not believed at the first time of disclosing and so you have all they have all this shame that they carry around and they blame themselves many times they think that maybe it was something i ha- i did to encourage the abuse and uh, I want to say I had an encounter with a 16-year-old girl who was raped at the age of 13 years of age by a guy in the village and uh, her story is that at the age of 13 she was very mature she would have had what quote-unquote some some culture would say vice or you know she was a hot girl, so to speak, and so she felt that she was to be blamed for the abuse because if she wasn 't the person she was she is or if she didn 't have that kind of personality where she was outspoken and and jolly and playful, then he would have, would not have attacked t- attacked her sorry, or because of the way she dressed. And that is something that I have noticed, even in the culture where I'm from, that uh, men feel a lady is to be blamed for being abused. And not just men, but the general public feel that a lady or a girl is to be blamed for the way she dresses, um, attracts men, or turns the men on. And it's, so that is a reason that gives the men reason to molest the girls or the ladies or to rape them. And I beg to differ. I think that the excuse that they gave is that, oh, men get turned on easily because of what they see. Men just need to see. And so um, when ladies and girls dress in a particular way or they behave in a particular way, then it tells the men that, hey, I want this. But when a young lady says no, no is no. When a child says no, no is no. And because these men are so set that they will get what they want and they must have what they want. uh, They don't hear the no. And when you would ask them after, they would say, oh, she said no, but I know she wanted it. Why did you think she wanted it? Oh, because you know she got turned on or all because she 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 was enjoying it who tell you that she's enjoying it and so what if she got turned on god created us sexual beings and Being sexual beings mean that if a person is touched in a sexual way, if a person is touched inappropriately and uh, uh, certain body parts are stimulated, then the person is going to become sexually aroused. It's natural. It's the way God made our bodies. And so if a person is being raped or if a person is being attacked, that person even though they do not want it, even though they might fight try to fight um, their body, they are going to get torn on they're going to be stimulated and so these are the things that cause abuse the victims and um, and the, and the children in victims and children and women to really feel ashamed of the experiences that they have and to blame themselves now, I can tell you this that uh, these experiences, these women, if they do not get help soon, these, uh, what I call demons can follow them and, and really impact their lives even through to adulthood, even when they are Maybe get, may get married even though they may have families even though they may become successful in a, in a career they are demons in their closets that torment them Day in and night out because they have not been able to break the secret and talk about it. They have not been able to talk about it with someone who can empathize with them, who can say, I understand, not because uh, um, I am sitting here from the outside looking in, but because I have been there. And so we really want to get the message out. We want to get the message out that... Uh, sexual abuse of children, boy or girl, sexual abuse of adolescents, sexual abuse of women and men and the trafficking, um, doesn't only happen and it's, it's, and that's it. Persons go on to live normal lives. There are many who survived, you know, the ordeal. There are many who, moved on with life there are many who would tell you that they are successfully and happily married but when you really take a have a chance to talk with these persons and really listen really listen between the lines you would understand and you would realize that people are still hurting people are still hurting people are still hurting. I can't emphasize it enough that child sexual abuse and rape and uh, sexual victimization of uh, boys and girls and women and men hurt. Hurt, hurt to the core. And the impacts are grave. The impacts, they, they really can affect a person for life if that person does not get help. And so, what we would like to do in these programs not only raise awareness, but we want to be able to empower persons who have had these experiences we want to be able to empower victims and survivors to break the silence when they find someone who they can talk about it with that they can break the silence and in breaking the silence they can begin to heal and not only in breaking the silence to begin to heal but that they would find healing in Christ, they would find healing in Jesus Christ, they would find healing in God because one thing I do know is that whether or not a person is uh, victimized sexually or trafficked or whether a person is uh, made deemed, you know, perfect or come from an outstanding family or it doesn't matter the background, God loves everyone just the same. And His blood, the blood of Jesus Christ shed on Calvary's cross, is able to cleanse for all times. And so I want to say to any person listening to this podcast today and you might have been sexually abused or you might have been raped or you might have been trafficked or you might have had some form of exploitation when it comes to sex and you feel ashamed and you blame yourself and you are, you know, really having so much fear and anxiety, I want to say to you that you are special to God. You are precious to God. And when he sees you, he doesn't see somebody who has been victimized. He sees somebody who he created and whom he loves with an everlasting love. You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. Just like the psalmist recognized that, you know, God, you fearfully and wonderfully made me. Marvelous are your works. I want to say to you today, you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. And marvelous is the work of God. God. It doesn't matter what trauma you have experienced. It doesn't matter what difficulty you have experienced. It doesn't matter that you felt that you were ruined and that nobody would love you or nobody cares or that this is the end of life for you. There is a better ahead. Your latter can be greater than your past. You don't have to end the way you started after being abused, there can be better for you. You can experience the abundant life that Jesus died so that we can experience. Abundant life is yours. And, uh, and so not only would I encourage finding someone with whom you can talk about it. But talking to Jesus about it. Coming to a place where you can say, God, I know that you love me coming to a place where you can say, God, I know that in spite of what I've experienced, you have forgiven me, even though you might have thought that you did something wrong, but you could not have done anything wrong. It is never a person's fault for being treated badly, for being abused, for being victimized. It could never be your fault. The fault is on the perpetrator, the one who couldn't resist His demons or her demons that pushed him or her to abuse, to rape, to victimize. Whether it's a baby, whether it's a toddler, whether it's a child, whether it's an adolescent, whether it's a youth, whether it's a young adult, whether it's an adult. That person has absolutely no right to violate your person. And so God comes to bring restoration, to redeem Back to himself, and he wants to redeem you. He wants to restore you. He wants you to know that you can rise above the abuse that you have experienced. There are so many who have risen above the experiences. There are so many who are in the process of rising above the experiences that they have. But you have to come to the place where you totally surrender. And you say, Lord, I give you my fears because God says that I have not given you a spirit of fear. The word of God tells us God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind because fear has torment. And what I love about this is that he also says that perfect love casteth away all fear. And when you understand the perfect love of God for you, when you understand or you get a revelation... Of God's perfect love for you, it will cast away all fear. Even though you might come come from an environment where you feel abandoned, or you feel rejected, or you feel abused, or you feel nobody protected you, you feel the adults in your environment. It might have been your parents, um, your grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, or you know good friends of the family, and you trusted those persons. Sons to protect you and they really should have been your protector and they didn't and you feel that you were left to to be violated you were left vulnerable i want you to know that god's love for you is perfect God's love for you is so perfect and when you get a grab a hold of the perfect love that God has for you it casts away all fear. And then he says to us don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious for anything because anxiety also breeds a sense of uh, um fear. It comes along, they go together, anxiety and fear. But he says, instead, pray about everything. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding would keep your hearts and your minds stayed on Christ Jesus. So I I just want to encourage someone today. I can only speak like this and I can only encourage someone like this. Not because of the stories that I've told you of persons with whom I have come into contact with, but because I myself have experienced sexual abuse. I myself have been victimized and violated. I myself felt the emotions of fear and anxiety and shame and self-blame and the different impact, negative leave that sexual abuse had on my life. But I came into a revelation and the an understanding of the perfect love of God for me that casted away all my fears, that took away all the anxiety, that took away the shame. Because with God there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It took away the shame. It took away the self-blame. The devil, he is the accuser of the brethren. God doesn't accuse us. He forgives us and he loves us. And so I want to really say thank you to Juanita for this opportunity to share. I met Juanita at a counseling meeting, actually, um, with the guidance counselors in my country for the schools. And the moment I heard her name, I recognized who she is is I never met her in person before but I heard of her when she was in another country doing the work that she does and uh, that really encouraged me to want to meet her and after 2 years here she is and I was able to get in contact with her and uh, just to be able to hear you know her speak on the topics that she is speaking on it is tremendous I see it as indeed the hand of God and so I want to say Thank you very much again to Juanita and to you, the listeners. I pray that this podcast has helped someone today. And if you are experiencing any of what I have discussed today, don't be afraid to reach out. You can contact me at uh, telephone number one seven eight four five three zero three six three six nine seven three six nine seven five zero five two three huh I can't remember my number seven eight four five three zero six two nine seven yes let me say that again seven eight four five three zero six two nine seven or you can find me on Facebook um look for Joanne Haynes and you would find me on Facebook may God bless you all have a wonderful day
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Can You Keep a Secret? I trust that the information has been useful to you. I believe that we all need knowledge and education. And when we have a better understanding of topics such as child sexual abuse, human trafficking, and exploitation, it enables us to better safeguard the children in our world. For a better understanding of the topics being covered each week, then please reach out to me for a copy of my new book, Can You Keep a Secret? You can follow me, message, or email me so that I can answer your questions in upcoming episodes. We can all learn from one another, and this is an educational series that I hope will impact and change not just your life, but also that of the people around you. You can find all my contact details on my website, changingcases.org. That's changing, C-A-S-C-S dot org. Remember to share this podcast with friends and family members. There are victims and survivors in your world. You just don't know it. But if we can all be educated, then the world will be a safer place. Please tune in next week for another episode.